Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So the headline in uh, the Toronto Star, Why do so many men dislike Justin Trudeau? Never mind the Prime Minister's policies, a new poll suggests many male voters simply don't like him as a person. Susan Delacourt writes in a couple of lines from the column, Justin Trudeau has now said it twice. There are Canadians, he admits, who won't believe him no matter what he says. Who are these Canadians? They're obviously not liberal supporters. The Prime Minister says, no matter what I say, people are going to wonder if they didn't vote for me, whether or not they can trust me. They are also disproportionately men. Anyone who talked politics around a dinner table or at a gathering of friends knows this anecdotally. This Prime Minister more so than other prime ministers or political leaders, seems to bug men in a visceral kind of way. So the star asked Abacus Data to take a closer look into Trudeau's particular unpopularity among men to see from where it originates and what drives it. So let's uh, let's follow up on that particular news story and speak with David Coletta, who's uh, founder and CEO of Abacus Data. How are you, David? I'm well, Roy. How you doing? Well, I'm I'm just fine. Uh, always enjoy our conversations. And uh, the last time we spoke, I had uh, quite a few emails saying, "Well, he didn't say what we thought he was going to say." So <laughs> that's what makes for a really good interview, I think. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's, Being let's... unpredictable, or at least you know, breaking uh, expectation, expectations is, is good. Yeah. So when this polling began about Mr. Trudeau. What was your expectation? What did you think you'd be hearing? Well, I think, I mean, I don't think I was overly surprised by what we found, but I expected there to be uh, quite a bit of, of, of uh, let's just say, a negative, negative reaction, negative uh, feelings towards the prime minister, things that go beyond policy choices. Um, I think we've seen it in, in action, right? Whether it's uh, during the campaign, people... You know, out yelling at them. There's, there's sort of this, there's there's an energy and a, a rawness to how he rubs Canadians of all genders, uh, particularly the wrong way. But there seems to be something unique happening among men that we wanted to capture, and and so I wasn't that surprised um, by by what we found. But I think the extent to which there there is you know a real dislike for him among men compared to women, I think is is something really interesting and, and, and to ask ourselves why um, helps us perhaps understand where our country is going as we head towards an election at some point. Well, why don't we follow up on the two questions that you asked now? Why are, why are men uh, seeing this prime minister as they are at the end of March of 2023? And uh, what does this project or what do these numbers suggest is coming our way or is coming the Liberal Party's way? Uh, as far as the uh, the popularity of the, of the Liberal Party is concerned, well, I think the first thing to say about uh, Justin Trudeau in this survey we did was in February, but we've we've updated the numbers and they haven't changed since then. So these are, are pretty accurate in terms of where our most recent snapshot of public opinion is, and and that is over time, um, all Canadians have become increasingly uh, more negative towards the Prime Minister. I mean, there hasn't been a moment in the last seven plus years that he's been the prime minister that Justin Trudeau has had as, as negative as many people who say, I don't like him um, either mostly negative or, or very negative views towards him. But there is a gender gap. And that's what we, 
we're interested in. Among men, 52% have a negative view of the prime minister. 36% say they, they have a very negative view. Meaning you, go, you walk down the street, run into you know, 50 men, um, one in, just over one in three of them are going to probably say something pretty, pretty negative and, and have pretty raw emotions about the prime minister. And so we wanted to understand why. Um, why is there the gap and what is different about the people who really don't like him versus those who either, you know, can say, I don't really care for him, but I don't hate him um, or, or actually like him. And what we find is that there's some pretty clear um, images in their mind, right? The one that really stood out to me was when we asked them, do you think the prime minister, the, the Justin Trudeau is, is masculine, feminine, or, or neither? And Half of those men who really don't like Justin Trudeau describe him as feminine, right? Overwhelming, 87% described him as weak. Um, 51% felt he was vengeful. There was a divisiveness they thought he, he brought to, to politics. And almost all of them, 91%, described him as a phony uh, as opposed to being genuine. So all of these attributes are obviously not something you, any political leader hopes to have, but, but, but being seen as kind of weak and I think feminine was, was, was something that really stood out um, that, you know, when you look at why men may not like other male uh, political leaders, you know, that term is not often used to describe them. Yeah. When you're heading toward an election, when people are actually talking about an election without a date, without a specific date circled on the calendar, and they start to use uh, words like phony, that's not a good sign for any politician who's running for office, and particularly not a good sign for a prime minister, I would think, David, because, well, the prime minister is the leader of the party you want actually to be pulling you and pushing you toward a majority government. Yeah, it, and I mean, I think it's, it's also reflective of just being in office for as long as they have, right? And, and we had this chart in, in the report I did that showed, you know, how negative sentiment towards the prime minister has increased over time, and it's been a pretty steady year-over-year increase, and that's normal, I think, for, for, for most political leaders. It's rare to find a political leader who is immune to the kind of the effects of, of time and making decisions on, on their outlook. But, but to your point, it's, 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 it's why they feel this, this negativity. And for, for many Canadians, not just men, but many Canadians, Justin Trudeau um, has always rubbed them the wrong way. Um, and in particular, in the last number of years, you, you know, you can probably look back five years and say there have been moments his trip to India, uh, the SNC Lavalin controversy, the way he he handled, um, you know, to some the the convoy in Ottawa, and, and and all of those kind of wrap themselves up to say, um, you know, this guy appears to say one thing and then does another, or stands for one thing and and then does another, and and that's I think that's 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 like the, that's that's like killer killer potion for, for political brands in, in, any, in any jurisdiction. So uh, if I were to ask you, and I will ask you, uh, what do you think the chances are that Mr. Trudeau will form the next government, uh, either by way of a majority government or a strong minority government? He's not going to come out very well either way, is he? No, I, I, think, I think it's a very difficult environment for the, for the liberals and, and Justin Trudeau if he's, if he's their leader. Um, and, and so I don't think the odds are, are that good of either of those outcomes. Certainly a majority government would be very difficult because basically you're going to have to find a way to convince people who 
for the last two federal elections chose not to vote for you for various reasons to now think you're, you're the best choice. But why I'm not writing them out um, and why I wouldn't write the prime minister out is, you know, everything I'm describing about Justin Trudeau appears to be developing um, in views towards Mr. Polyev among different parts of the electorate. So women, younger voters, uh, those living in cities look at Mr. Polyev, the conservative leader, and say, I think you're many of the same things. I'm worried about, um, you know, your, your divisiveness, your aggressiveness. And so I think we're headed towards a campaign in which both of the primary choices for prime minister are going to be deeply unsettling and un, uh, polarizing in a way to, to large numbers of, of Canadians. And so it's almost like we're going to be arguing who's worse as opposed to who's the best choice. And I don't know if that's good for, for our country or for politics, but early indications on how people are reacting to Mr. Polyev suggest uh, in a very short time since he's been leader, more people have a negative view of him than did the previous two conservative leaders at, at that point in their, their leadership. And, and I don't see that necessarily changing because his, his, the way he does politics is, is very particular and um, authentic to him, but sort of off-putting to so many other people. When did you first start to realize that the dynamics were changing in Canada among voters for this prime minister? I think there were, there were moments along the way, right, that signaled to different voters that, you know, uh, he was, there was something that they didn't like about it. Um, I think during the pandemic, there was this, 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 this brief moment, as with many political leaders across the country, where people put aside perhaps their, their initial impressions of him and, and said, well, you know, maybe I can give him a chance. This is a unique crisis. But, but I think over time, um, they kind of returned. And again, I point back to there's these events throughout the last seven years that I think y- y- we've seen an impact on people's perception. Um, and, you know, the, the, that trip to India was one where we saw actually within days that numbers moved substantially. Um, you know, questions about during the 2019 election around his use of blackface. Um, you know, all of these kinds of events that happened over his career as prime minister have been moments. But I think today the current context is that so many Canadians are feeling uh, worried about their, their personal economic situation. They're feeling the, the pressure of rising interest rates and inflation, and they're feeling uncertain about the healthcare system. And I think for, for, for a number of them, they just feel that the prime minister is, is not in touch with what they're going through. And at some point, and why this is so important in our conversation, at some point when you look at a political leader, any leader, and say, I fundamentally don't trust you, I don't like you, you're never going to be able to listen to that person the same way again, which is why when you started our segment, you referenced Susan Delacourt's quoting the prime minister said people aren't a lot of people aren't even listening to me anymore i think a lot of people are not listening to the prime minister when you're the prime minister of canada you can't lead people um that 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 means you're never going to change their mind because they're not really listening to what you're saying if you want to hear more subscribe to the roy green show on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you find your favorites And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.